It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of After 9, coming at you with back-to-back podcasts nonstop. <laughs> That's the like radio a, stuff. Has, hey, wait, has anyone ever told you you sound like a radio DJ? <laughs> that used to be my favorite thing when people would say, oh, you sound like you're on the radio. Mm, I am. Uh, do you mind if I say that you look like a plumber? <gasps> I am. <laughs> I love that. Kind of a weird thing. Uh, I do want to talk about this airline that completely shit the bed over in Europe, and mm-hmm. we will get to that coming up. We're also going to talk about the F-bomb in this one, because as it turns out, it has a lot of therapeutic value. But first off, today is National Work From Home Day. If you're working from home and listening to this podcast, you are doing it right. So they did a study just to try and gauge how people are feeling about working from home. 52% say they prefer to always work from home. Now more than half do not want to go back to the old cubicle and shit that people were doing before. I can see that. Maybe at first it was great and then it got a little inconvenient and now you're back to, yeah, I want to do this. To be honest with you, Kat, I love working from home. This is really, really good. I'm making coffee. I'm watering my garden during the commercial breaks. (laughs) It's awesome. Really good. Uh, 37% say they would like to work from home some of the time. I think that's the compromise. Yeah. I think some of the time is a good one. If I could work from home, uh, maybe Mondays and Fridays, that would be great. Sure. Sure. The executive hours. Yeah. Like a half on, half off situation even. Um, Rotate the people in your business. I mean, we've been talking about this for a couple months now, right? What is this going to look like after the fact? And I think a lot of businesses, one of their big expenses is their office buildings and the size of their office buildings. And I mean, if you can cut that in half even, you're going to save on all kinds of uh, different bills. Plus, of course, the rent itself or the lease, whatever the case is. So... It makes sense from a business perspective to have half in, half out, or to have most from home. And some are even going to like go as far as, uh, why don't we do it all from home? So, yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting, Scott. Um, 33% say it's had a good impact on the morale. 31% say it's had a negative impact. I guess those are just people who need the socialization. People that like going into work to talk to their coworkers or do this or do that. Some people are just on a power trip and they like going to work because it's the only place they can boss people around. Yeah, there's yeah. certain toxic bosses out there for sure. Um, they also ask people about some of the stupid things that have happened to them. And Zoom came up quite a bit. I have three Zoom calls today, and I don't want to be on. Sorry, one Skype, two Zoom. I don't want to be on any of them. To be I perfectly honest, I think you want to be on one. Okay, well, if it's good news, I want to be on it. If it's <laughs> I think bad news, one no. that we could weird that we're both a little looking forward to. Today is ratings day in radio. In case you're wondering, the radio stations get their ratings. We'll talk about that in a sec. Here's the Zoom stuff. Something your kid did to embarrass you is the number one regret about Zoom calls that people have. Uh, Yeah, you're trying to have a good professional meeting in a work-from-home setting, and boom, there's your kid in the background picking their nose, or or, uh, they just reached into their diaper and they want to show you what they pulled out. That sort of shit. Being embarrassed by your significant other during a call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that again. How bad? How bad is your? Mind you, I do know. I do know couples who have had that situation where they are embarrassed because they're, um, especially my girlfriends. Like they've they've been embarrassed by their husband going behind them, like pulling pouring a bowl of cereal, (laughs) you know, in his boxer shorts when she's trying to be on a call and things like that. So yeah, that happens. 
Uh-huh. Or they don't even realize you're on a call. They just walk into the room yeah. with like, hey, did you remember to pick up condoms for tonight? <laughs> Stupid shit like that. Yep. It happens. Rewearing the same dirty clothes on back-to-back days is one of the things that somebody says they got caught doing on Zoom. Okay, it's one thing to wear dirty clothes. It's another thing to wear the same clothes two days in a row. Come on. Yeah. Audibly passing gas. Yeah. If you let out a fart that you think is going to be a quiet one and it comes out loud enough that people on the Zoom call can hear it, especially if it's obvious that it was you. Like if you have to do the little lean over a little bit to let it out, that's embarrassing oh and you get caught. Oh, my God. Who does that? Oh, there's a few times when I've thought it was going to be a quiet one and it came out a little louder than I thought. But I mean, hey, I live alone. I can fart whenever I want. Just not on the Zoom or Skype calls. Accidental nudity was a common thing that came up. People that have accidentally flashed their entire Zoom chat. Uh, Sometimes it's someone in the background that comes out naked. Those stories make the news every single day lately. Oh, you're trying to have a meeting. I didn't realize and I just walked into the kitchen with my dick out. I'm sorry. That sort of stuff is embarrassing for a lot of people. It's a good article in uh, National Today if you want to read it all about the highs and lows of working from home. The F word is a great word. Yeah, it's my it's my it's probably up there with my favorite words of all time. Definitely my favorite F word. You've probably seen that video. It's been on YouTube for probably 20 years. The history of fuck. I actually don't think I've seen that. Really? I'm going to bookmark that right now. That sounds like something I'd be interested in. The history of fuck is great because what it does is it shows you what a diverse word it is. It shows you how it can be used as a noun, as a verb, as an adjective, uh, pronoun even if you want. (laughs) There's a lot of different uses for the word fuck. It just works everywhere. And now research has been done, Kat, that confirms... It's also a good painkiller. That makes sense to me. That makes so much fucking sense to me. Let me summarize this for you before you explain how you actually did this study before they did it. They were building on research that was done in 2009 that said there's some therapeutic value to dropping an F-bomb when you're in pain. So they studied it for years. They had almost 100 participants in this study. And they figured out that by having people stick their hand in ice cold water... For prolonged periods of time, people felt less pain and less anxiety as they let out some F-bombs. Yes. Yes. You've been doing that for years. You know how shitty our winters are, and they're so cold. And I've always said, it will make you feel better. You're in your car. It's minus, like, 30 or something stupid. All you got to do when you get in that car until it's warm is yell, fuck. Just fuck, fuck, fuck. Just keep doing that, and you actually feel better. It's like stress is being relieved. I believe this fully. And and fuck is such a great word, and it is, I mean, you mentioned it this morning, versatile as can be. I can just call you a fuck, and it works. I can yeah. say this is fucking dumb. I can say, uh, fuck that. Like, there's so many different ways to use it. You can also use it in different tenses. Like, if I'm going to get laid tonight, I can say to you, I'm going to fuck tonight. Or if I'm doing it right now, I can say I'm fucking, but I wouldn't call you during. Don't worry. Then you can use it in the past tense as well as in I got fucked last night. That sort of thing. Uh, You can use it as a sign of displeasure, like go fuck yourself. Right. You can 
see, there's a lot of or, different ways that you can use it. I got fucked. That's a bad thing. I got fucked is a good thing. But you can also change the tone and all of a sudden it's either good or bad. I got fucked or I got fucked. You know? Yeah. Just by changing your inflection, it means a different thing. Uh, there's different ways that you can use it in the sense that I can say, oh, I, I got fucked last night. And that could be sexual or it could mean you got a, a ticket for speeding. Like, oh, I got fucked by the police last night. Uh, okay, all right. I mean, two totally different things. I mean, the police obviously didn't like bend you over and fuck you, but they still fucked you. You know what I mean? And that's all the same I word. Know, I know. I want to teach I want to teach this class. I just want to teach, teach the history of fuck. Like that, I would love to be the professor of fuck. That'd be great. You could call your students your little fuckers. Listen here, little fuckers. <laughs> Listen here, you little fuckers. Guess what? <laughs> Professor fucks in the house. <laughs> if they get a bad grade, then the students can say, ah, I got fucked by my teacher. Everybody gets an F, and it stands for fuck. That's right. Everybody gets an F automatically. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, do yourself a favor. YouTube it. Uh, it is called The History of Fuck. It is so old. But the guy who does the voiceover makes me laugh every time I hear him because it's so, so, so well done. Uh, today's Radio Ratings Day. Thank you to the, I don't know, the sample sizes keep getting smaller. The, what, 11 people that took the survey? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, but maybe people are curious to know how radio ratings get done. So there's two different ways. In some of the bigger markets, they have a little meter that people carry around with them, and it can just tell what radio station you're listening to. There's a certain tone that radio stations put out that only this device and dogs can hear. And so based on the tone that it's hearing, it can tell what station you're listening to and how long you listened. In other markets, they ask people to either go to a website and every 15 minutes type in what station they're listening to, or they'll send you a, a little booklet, a, a diary, if you will, mm -hmm. where you keep track of what radio station you're listening to. And, and sometimes people agree to take the survey. Sometimes people don't like taking the survey. Sometimes they realize halfway through fuck this. I don't want to do this fucking shit anymore. See, I just use fuck more diversely. They realize that and think, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But just so you know, uh, many, many, many people in our industry get hired and fired based on you not giving a fuck uh, doing that diary. Thanks a fucking lot. So thanks a fucking lot. Exactly. Uh, no, I mean, I think we have every reason to believe that we'll do well today when the ratings come out. We always have in the past. We've had very few down books. I think we've always grown. So good luck to everybody else and us. I'm knocking on wood right now. Uh. <laughs> it's always a nervous day. Even when you know you did all the right things and, yeah. and you put in the effort, you tried hard, you really asked yourself, well, what do people want to hear about on our radio show today? And you, you just knocked it out of the park. Sometimes even some weird statistical anomaly can, can fuck you. So I ah, did it again. So we're hoping for the best. Um, you ever gone somewhere and then when you arrived found out it was closed? Yeah, I've done that before. Yep, absolutely. Give me an example. Was like, it a store? Was it a... Yeah, usually uh, a store and, and the hours have changed or I thought in my mind they were open and I'm like, they must be open. And then I go all the way there and no, they're not. They're closed. See, there was this one time and I was very, very young and I don't fully remember the details, but I know that I was in the car with my mom and dad and we were going to Wally World. And when we got there, it was closed <laughs> and dad, for some reason, had a gun with him. And then all of a sudden they let us go on all the rides and we didn't even have to wait. Was his name Clark? 
Oh, that might have been a movie. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if I dreamt that or yeah. if it was just a distant memory or what it was. But um, that sort of thing, though, it's just like the vacation model. You try and go somewhere and then find out it's closed. I do that with restaurants sometimes because I don't always uh, look into whether or not they're open first. I just mm-hmm. assume that, oh, wow, Blue Blood Steakhouse. It must be open. And then you get there and find out, shit, they're closed on Mondays. That sort of thing. So there is an airline. And they're from Germany. And they just started flying again to Italy. Now, you'll probably realize that flying to Italy was not a good idea not that long ago. They had a major coronavirus problem, right? Yeah. Nope. They decided Italy's got it under control. It's time to start going back to to Rome, to Milan, to wherever it is that these tourists from Germany wanted to go. The airline is called Eurowings. So Eurowings opened up the ticket sales again, sold enough people to get a flight going to Italy. Boom. Passengers go to the airport. They're on the plane. Luggage in the bottom of the plane. Plane wheels up. We're heading to Italy, everybody. Here we go. They had to turn around mid-flight. No. Yep. Don't tell me the airport's closed. Uh, Italy is open, but the airport was closed, Cat, How? 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 How did they not know that, though? I don't know if that's something that typically you confirm in advance or if you just take for granted that, well, I mean, we have a designated landing time here at the uh, Sardinia Italian Airport at 3.30 on Monday, so we can just go. It was fine before the pandemic. It's probably fine now. Nobody confirmed that the airport was open. So they had this Airbus A320 in a holding pattern waiting for permission to land. Nope. Nobody responded. Yeah. No. Wow. Airport's closed. Wow. Okay. So you're on the plane. I'm just trying to picture myself in that position where I'm on the plane. I'm pumped to have some good wine, some, you know, good pizza and pasta. Enjoy enjoy the views of, of Italy, which I assume all these people on the flight were, were probably going to be doing. Um, and, and then I'm told, oh, no, sorry, guys, our bad. Got to turn around. That's horrible. I'd be livid. So Eurowings spokesperson lays the blame on an, and I quote, misunderstanding in the consolidation of the relevant flight information. Okay, well, she's just making a word salad at this point. That doesn't really mean (laughs) anything other than you fucked up. Okay, there's another way that we can use fuck. Ah, I should be writing these down. Um, Now, maybe you're concerned for the passengers. I think you are. You just alluded to what about all the passengers that were on this flight? I'm happy to tell you that the airport reopens on June the 2nd officially and both passengers that were on the flight have been rebooked. Okay. There was only two people on the plane. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Hey, why on earth are these planes flying for two people? Like, isn't there a common sense rule in aviation that they can just say, yeah, listen, I mean, we had every intention of flying you to Italy, but it also, I mean, our break even point is, say, 200 passengers. We're sure as shit not going to go for two people. No. So, Sorry, you just can't go. That's what I would think, too. That's that's not like that costs them so much money. Well, on top of the fact they didn't even land to begin with the first time that costs them so much money. Isn't it wild? It's not worth like I don't understand what kind of a business model is that? Well, it's weird because I still see a lot of planes landing and I know that a lot of them are cargo flights. Some of them are domestic flights. I mean, you can still take a flight right now from here to Vancouver or to Halifax or to Montreal, wherever you want to go, really. 
There's a lot less of them, but you can still get a flight. And I just assume that since they're flying, there's people on them. Nope. I talked to a friend of mine recently. She's a flight attendant for WestJet. And she told me uh, a lot of those planes have like maybe five people on them, four people on them. The service has never been better if you're flying right now. I'm tempted to book a flight just to see if I can get an entire airplane to myself and how long it'll take to get a snack or a coffee or something. Mm -hmm. You can sit in business class. Because there's literally nobody else on the flight. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, I just mentioned that I spoke to a flight attendant friend of mine. I spoke to a cop friend of mine yesterday, too. Had a long chat with him. And I was talking to him about what's going on in Minneapolis. We all know about that horrible situation on Monday where the cop knelt on the person's knee, sorry, on their neck and... They were there for nine minutes, nine minutes kneeling down on somebody's neck. Uh, It's really not surprising that the person succumbed to their injuries. They died because they couldn't breathe. And he was telling the cop, I can't breathe. And, And people are outraged. Rightfully so. I mean, even Donald Trump has said, we need a federal investigation. I have asked the FBI to expedite this. We need to know exactly what's going on. And we need to make sure. The justice gets done. I'm going to assume you've watched the video, right? Yeah, I, I. You know what? Honestly, Scott, I stopped it probably in because it was hard for me to watch it. But yeah, I did watch enough. I watched enough. <sighs> boy, oh boy! George Floyd is the victim. He is dead, and he is a black Minnesota man who died in the custody of a white police officer. Actually, there was four of them in total when he was knelt on. So I was asking my cop friend about this because anytime there's an example of where it's obvious police brutality to just about everybody watching, cops everywhere take a lot of heat for it. And I said to him, you worried about any backlash? So he told me a couple of things. He said, number one, we're already seeing it. Anytime they publish a story, for example, on uh, local crime that's been committed, now people are replying with uh, comments on Facebook and Twitter about how the police are rude and they're corrupt and all that sort of shit. So they're already seeing some backlash there, let alone on the streets in their regular interactions. God only knows what that's going to be like. But one of the things he said to me that really stood out is when he started watching the video... He was fully expecting to probably side with the cops because he knew that this was somebody yelling, I can't breathe. And what he told me was anytime or most of the time when you cuff somebody or when you have to hold them down because they're resisting, they'll almost always say, I can't breathe or it hurts. You're hurting me because they want you to get off of them. And that doesn't stop them from resisting. You let them back up and they go right back to the shit they were doing that got them knocked down on the ground in the first place. But he did say that as he went on and on watching this video, it became obvious to even him that this isn't right. They didn't just use reasonable force to get this man detained and get cuffs on him and get him into a safe situation, which would be cuffed in the back of a police car if he even needed to be arrested in the first place. I mean, this was excessive. So that's uh, basically unanimous. I don't think I've heard a single cop say that that was an appropriate use of force. Obviously, it wasn't. The man died and people are livid. But he did. He's probably right. I've watched a ton of videos on everything from six buzz to regular cops on TV. How often do you hear somebody say, I can't breathe? That seems to be the go to. 
or you're hurting me. Stop. That doesn't necessarily in every situation mean that you have to let up instantly because that could be putting that person or the police officer in a dangerous situation if you do let up or stop. And unfortunately, because of this, uh, they may pull the some of their appropriate what was appropriate until now Mm -hmm. use of force away from police officers, which gives them even less resources to detain the bad guys, the bad guys that really do need to be held down, either because they're a danger or because they're a danger to the cop or whatever. In any case, I feel bad for the police officers in the not those police officers, the guys who did that. They should probably be in jail. They most I would definitely think. should. They should be charged. Absolutely. I, and, and there's some people who will point out, but it was only one cop that had his knee on the guy. Why are the other three getting dragged through this? They were there. They were complicit. They're there to um, uh, do the right thing, to see that justice is done, to give the, the weak a voice. They should have stopped that. They absolutely should have stopped yeah. that. When they saw that one of their colleagues was going way over the line. I mean, he was still kneeling on, on the victim after he had stopped moving. Like, there was no reason for him to still be on that guy's neck in that situation. And none of those cops stopped it. But like I said, I do feel bad for police officers because it's hard to say what's going to happen from this. Uh, Will they not be allowed to put their body weight on somebody who's on the ground again? Will there be a time limit? What if the person is resisting? And in some cases, people do resist. And that's why you have to stay on them uh, until they stop. But in this case, the guy wasn't doing anything. Like, what a tragedy. And now, I mean, there's riots. There's looting. They're burning down buildings in Minnesota. Uh, it's going to get more dangerous for everybody. Yeah, the fallout from this, it, it, it irks me because there's ways to protest, most definitely. And I understand that there's probably frustration, right? Can I put myself in any uh, anyone's shoes uh, there that's angry? Probably not. I can't relate to it 100%. But what I can do is, you know, I, I do know that, that the proper protest can do a lot of good. And there's a lot of people, like you mentioned, I mean, there's nobody saying that cop did the right thing. They know the cop did not do the right thing. So, uh, but grabbing a MacBook from a, you know, target and breaking the window. And that's, that's not, that's not going to help any, anything either. No, that's not going to help. It never does. But you know what? Nothing else they've done has helped. You know, they've held marches. They've held rallies. They've tried to get officials elected. They've tried to affect change. Sure. And the problem doesn't seem to be getting better. It's a vicious circle, and it, you're absolutely right. What the answer is, I don't know. Um, th- there's been peaceful protests that have worked in our history, but not in our recent history, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've had a, a million-man march or a whatever you want to call it that actually worked. But people get angry. And, and again, that, that brings me back to, I don't know what that anger feels like. I, I personally can't relate to that anger as a, as a white woman. Like, I, I just can't. So I don't know what that feeling is like for a lot and of those people. I just know that that's not the answer. That, that's, right. that can't possibly be it. Sure. But I'm really, really glad you mentioned that. Uh, you're a white woman. I am a white man. I mean, on the scale of privilege, I'm right there looking down at everybody else. Um. Unless you're in that situation, you really can't truly understand how it feels to be discriminated against or to automatically be treated suspiciously just because you're black or just because you're brown or just because you're Asian. It's really, really disheartening. I I wish I could relate to it on a more personal level. I I don't. And um, 
I feel bad for everybody who's feeling particularly frustrated that nothing changes. Will Smith sends something out, and I'm not even sure if it was new or if this is an old one that he posted that people just cherry-picked for this particular situation. But Will Smith is right. Racism isn't getting worse. It's just now getting filmed, and it's drawing attention to the fact, Mm -hmm. to to the point where maybe this is the positive that'll come out of this, is uh, regular Uh, white people who may have never even had an encounter with police are really starting to understand some of the what these these people go through right right and yeah it's sad cat it really really is you know i firmly believe that if you're an asshole you should get treated like an asshole and if you're not an asshole uh, forget that if you're not an ass no forget that i was going to say it i just said it wrong twice you have to be given the benefit of the doubt You have to prove that you don't deserve respect. And until that happens, you should get the same respect as anybody else. And I don't understand why that doesn't happen in certain situations. But um, either way, for Donald Trump to jump on this as quickly as he did, I I think that's fairly telling. Because we all know the rap on Don. Uh, I'm glad that there's going to be an FBI investigation. I just hope that nobody else gets hurt in Minnesota because it really seems like it's getting violent. I mean, yeah. when you're burning down downtown, it, it, what I saw last night was reminiscent of the L.A. riots. Very, very scary stuff. Uh, one more thing here. Canada Post is in the news. Canada Post has been in the news a lot with us. Did you ever get that package you were waiting for, by the way? Uh, no, I'm still waiting for one. I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm still waiting for one with UPS and one with um, Canada Post. Yeah. Uh, man in Toronto just got his package. His name is Elliot Berenstein. He ordered something on Well.ca. He found it on his doorstep on May the sixth, and initially he says he was confused because he hadn't ordered anything for in a long time. Then he says, oh, I remember about eight years ago, I did order something from Well. The package was a tube of Brill Cream or Brill Cream. It's a hairstyling product that I think just mainly older men use. Okay. He ordered it in 2012. It just (laughs) arrived. (laughs) Eight years. What happened? What happened there? Well, he says, I started laughing because I thought it was pretty funny that it came eight years later. He checked the package's tracking code and found that wasn't even valid. In fact, they even use more digits now when, <laughs> when they use a tracking code. Sure. It was just in a corner somewhere wow. and someone decided to actually send it. He thought it was funny. Um, he decided not to use the Brill Cream. Yeah, and was Canada, it any good by then? I don't think so. I don't know what the shelf life is on hair care products, but I'm sure it's not eight years. <laughs> At least it wasn't gro- a grocery item. That could have got real nasty. They do sell some of those. A Canada Post representative said the late package is being investigated. Uh, I'll read you one more quote from, from Elliot here. When I opened it, it was bright yellow. And when I Googled it, I've never used it before. It seems like it was supposed to be white, so I didn't try it. Okay, that's why he didn't use it, because it wasn't even the same color anymore. Eight oh, years later. That's nasty. Hey, uh, I get that it's tough times for a lot of people, and people are distancing, and they have to work a whole other way because of the pandemic. But Canada Post, eight years is eight years. I mean, shit. You should buy the guy a lifetime supply of Brill Cream. Mm-hmm. That guy should never pay for a stamp again in his life. <laughs> and you know exactly. what? If he lives in one of those areas where he's got a community mailbox where you got to walk two blocks to get your mail, uh-uh. 
You owe him. That guy gets a mailbox installed on the front of his house and front door delivery for mail. I love that. You know, if there's one, though, there's got to be more than one. There's got to be more. And, and the person's not saying anything or they're or they're also very confused, but they're just like, meh, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Canada Post probably would have been better off because it wouldn't have made headlines if they would have never delivered the package in the first place. This guy fucking forgot he ordered it. It was eight years ago. He didn't he wasn't expecting anything. But because they did deliver it, now it becomes a headline. Uh, just uh, wow. I'm glad he got his Brill Cream. I hope he gets... That's what I want for this guy. That's appropriate. From now on, that should be uh, Canada Post's punishment if something arrives more than an unreasonable amount of time longer than it should have is they should go and nail a mailbox to the front of your house and you get to have mail at your door from now on. That's a treat right there. That's a treat. Can you imagine? I'll bet you, though... If I were selling my house and I had a house that actually still got mail delivery to the front door, I'd put that right in the listing because there's people like me that don't like going to the community mailbox. And that's why when they do remember to check their mail like once a month or something like that, uh, it's everything's just been jammed in there because they can't fit any more shit in there. If they if I had a house where I got mail right to it, I'd be a happy fella. Yeah, it is convenient. Absolutely. Am I coming off sounding old there? Yeah. Back in my day, you got the mail delivered right to your house. I want my grill cream in my mailbox. <laughs> You're really taking this working from home thing to the next level, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to leave the house for anything. I don't Not even leave mail. from my grill cream. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed After 9. We will likely have another one for you tomorrow, depending on how the week goes. Yeah, why the heck not? Have a great one.